interrupted. Please be aware that a group of sweaty, smelly-looking strange men have posted up shop in the Target and are watching Paul Blood on the TVs. They are attempting to talk into toy microphones, and we are attempting to apprehend them as we speak. Please do not engage, and have a nice day. What's up, Sam people? Welcome to the Adam Sandbox for another week. The uh, it's that it's that podcast, you know, the one we watch all those Adam Sandler movies and then we talk about them and we discuss whether or not we want to kill ourselves this week or in the near future. This week we watched Paul Blart Mall Cop and oh boy, uh, alternative title: Die Hard for Dipshits. <laughs> <laughs> Dipshit Die Hard is a great title. I thought you guys would appreciate we, that. Should we bleep that and make that? I a had video? the same thing, but it was much longer. It's hey, what if Die Hard uh, in Die Hard uh, John McClane wasn't successful? <laughs> yeah, that's. I punched it up. It's. I, I think mine's much cleaner. <laughs> what? 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 You if, got rid of some of the R's and the. What if Captain Die Hard was a dipshit? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who are you? Um. Uh, I killed a dog on a Segway. I'm Chris. <laughs> Oh, that did happen. Uh, I am a cop. Uh, I'm Luke. Fuck, I don't know. I'm Steve Ranazizi. This movie is for sure not the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> oh, boy. I got some stuff to say about that. Um, do we really need to yep, fully get into yep, it? Yep, yep. Because there's a specific right. thing I want to say. I feel like I'm, that might be enough. I am a skateboard bandit codenamed Rudolph. They were the cutest names oh, for, I think for bad boys who were taking over. My notes a mall. were like, my notes were like progressive, like, oh look, they're getting, they're, they're changing and guys, becoming bad ups. They got tats, guys. they got badass. And it's like his name is Rudolph, less badass. Well, guys, all- those crooks were, they were all named after the reindeers. Yeah, yeah, from, they were yeah. all, yeah. they were reindeers. They, you mean, they, like, they those crooks bad. are extreme. Well, there was no. This is actually the thing that I loved about it is when I realized it was like, oh, that it works. They could have pushed it a little bit more, and I, I feel like Chris might be able to speak on this. Is that who is the enemy of mall security more? Than those damn hooligans on their skateboards oh, and their makes, BMXs. No, we, we, we have a right. To- we have a right to be rolling around on our little skatey boards and we don't need to be hassled by the I mean, man you, you every it's, time. It's, it's, it's private you property. Don't inside of a shopping yeah. centre and also if you start to rob it... <laughs> That's okay. not the same. But we've got to get that sick footy it, for it, our clips. But for sure, that is that. Like, I think they like it's it, it's. It, it, I, no, I was thinking about this. I'm like, why are they doing this? I'm like, oh, it kind of makes sense in that they can get around easily in a mall very quickly. Like yeah. that yeah. makes sense. It, it sounds kind of <laughs> no. no, but it sounds but like there's like three discrete. No, there's the, like, no. Okay, there's the like parkour the, stuff. A little bit. Yeah, parkour, absolutely. The skateboard and the BMX, not so much. There's like three distinct groups. There's BMX bandits. There was parkour. I think I called them parkour, parkour punks. gang. I, I, I didn't Parkour punks is good. That's good. And then there was skateboard Skateboard crew. scumbags. I said crew. Come on, bro. <laughs> So yeah, the, 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 scam, the skateboard scumbags, some random nameless guy who I can't identify, and also Mike Valley, and also Mike Valley. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. Also, I have a thing to say about. They were all looking badass, and there's just one guy who was like, "Oh, I thought it was smart casual." Like, he's like, "I'm controlling stuff on my phone. I'm wearing nice, smart casual clothes." Yeah, one of them. One of them wasn't that tough looking. He was just like, "I, I didn't. I, 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 well, I just got I can't fired think, from middle management." I can't well, think who you're thinking of. So he was probably so smart casual. I didn't even know. So he was the last. He was the last one left. Which, frankly, is the me. best camouflage <laughs> in a mall. So we should but, probably <laughs> just say a little bit about yes. before we really get oh, into this. We watched um, Paul Blart. Yeah, we already Blart. said that. But like, oh, did we? I mean, yeah, the premise of which being. Uh, Goddamn, Kevin James plays a, a mall cop 
who uh, wants to be a cop. Has uh, failed many times. Some some criminals take over the mall and take hostages because they're trying to steal money through, I don't know, card machine credit, codes. I don't getting credit card. Numbers. I mean, I get the idea behind it. I don't get the nitty gritty necessarily. Uh, and Paul Blart saves the day. That's pretty yep. much it. And yeah, it's sort of it's, it's a situation where he's sneaking around, taking at the bad guys. There is a very diehard feel yeah, to it. He basically mm. un- like unawares of kind of what starts to happen. He finds himself just in there and doesn't get to escape, and then. St- Tries to stop them. Yeah. He almost escapes. To surprising success. He, yeah, he does. And it's... I got it. There's one thing... There's something I want to flag early on. He All also right. has hypoglycemia. Well, yeah, there's that, um, well, which yeah, makes he, him fall asleep well, if he doesn't have sugar. Well, specifically, he couldn't pass the police exam because he is, as we are constantly told in Kevin James movies, very fat. Yes. Um, the thing, you know, the thing the, is, though, he's... Despite that... Like I was, the police academy seems like. First of all, police academy looks fun. Yeah. Police academy looks really fun, guys. They should make a movie about police academy. Oh. That looks sounds really fun. Luke, make, you can like, do that. Guys, you can do that obstacle course. Luke, am it's I gonna, just tough mudder. Luke, am I going to talk about that movie that I was watching at the gym the other day? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Chris. But guys, they should they should make movies about police academy. I kind of want to. I kind of want to do tough mudder. I do. We, we <laughs> hey, that, they have made movies about police academy. Can you guess what it's called? Uh, cop force. Paul Blart. Cop school. Cop school. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's cop school, and there's a guy who who does uh, famous sound effects from movies. <laughs> Is that the guy from Spaceballs? But back to this movie. Yes. Um, Do we have to? Yeah. So well, yeah. So, he, but the thing with in the police academy, like at that bit where it shows him, he's he's pretty athletic. But he was doing he good. Passes he was doing out. Yeah, he's he doing great. No, he doesn't pass out though. He f- he's snoring. He falls asleep. Yeah. No, my it's, immediate note was: Is he a narcoleptic? Like, Do you have narcolepsy? High, high, yeah, high, hypoglycemia. It's like. I don't know that that's how that works. No. But I also didn't look into it, so maybe it is. But then the rest of the- In the movie the, world, the, that's how it works. Judging by what everything else- I mean, ha- I mean it, it is consistent with uh, with the Adam Sandler versus view of uh, narcolepsy, yeah. given Juice Bigelow. Yeah. The Adam but- Sandler versus view of how any kind of disease works or or uh, uh, syndrome, where it just, it's whatever we say it is. It's Shut very it's convenient. But yeah, judging by the rest of what happens in this movie, I don't know that it really makes sense that he hasn't been able to pass the physical test. No, like, you would think I he be- could just like eat a bunch of candy and well, just but I particularly he's a made fucking note- action hero for the rest of the movie. Yeah, I, I particularly made note after he uh, jumped over the building, between a building gap on a Segway, and then smashed through the roof and landed in a ball pit. I was like, <laughs> he could probably pass the police exam. You would, you if you can so. tackle Mike Valley through a skylight was into a ball pit. Was it actually Mike Valley? Yeah. Mike, Mike Valley, yeah. Mike Valley? I didn't know that. Yeah. Who uh, most people will recognize from probably Viva La Bam. Viva La Bam, or he was, a, he was an unlockable playable character in, I believe, Tony Hawk 4? Yeah, towards yeah, the end of the Tony Hawk series. Yeah. Um, does he, he had long hair, didn't he? Cause yep. Oh, yeah. Was he wearing, does, isn't Mike Valley bald? Sometimes. <laughs> People can grow and cut hair as they choose. That's true. It was very long, though. Yeah. Okay, but you, you've sort of touched you on something. You can also buy that I waves to, if you want. You've, you've, you've touched on something that I want to talk about a little bit, and I want to preface it by asking this question, boys. Ooh, Are up. segways ever cool? Is it possible for a segway to be cool? Honestly, hey, Luke, yes, think about Luke, it. In one, Luke, there's only a like circumstance. Say, that was a good segue. Okay, he was very good at writing that That's segue. That's pronounced segue, thank you. <laughs> he was he was very good on that segue, like very smooth, his movements. Oliver and I did talk about this. But there is one circumstance in the world that a segway can be considered very, very cool. Go on. An OK Go video clip. Even then, I don't know if cool is the right word. It's still pretty dorky. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's if this, dorky chic, though. I don't know if this counts as cool, Dork but chic. I related to what I was just talking about. I do love that clip with the chimpanzee on the Segway. That is That's pretty good. Pretty fun. Yeah. it's more fun though. And yeah, cute. It's maybe not cool. Well, the only other real example I can think of in uh, in pop culture of a Segway 
is uh, is Job from Rest Development. It's decidedly yeah. not Definitely cool. Definitely not cool. It's very funny. Yes. You oh, no, like... segues can be used for great comedic effect. Oh, I thought it was pretty funny most of the time oh, yes. he was writing a segue. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. just pretty good. I kept wondering, I'm like, why is he always on a segue? Like, it Guys, feels like unnecessary yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah, okay. no, it goes quite fast. But he also sometimes just, he leaves it places, but then gets it back in ways that don't really make sense. <laughs> he jumped it through the uh, roof and he just he also, rose out of the ball he pit. He rose out of the ball pit. Which, yes. on the segue. he fell, the ball pit, the segue landed in the ball pit after him. So he, like, found it and then wrote <laughs> so, it out. Like, so, as far as I can crazy. tell, as far as I can tell, the segue in this movie has the same rules as the skateboard in Tony Hawk games or yep. any kind yeah, of skateboarding yeah, game. Where Perfect. you just, it just comes back to you when you want it. Basically. Okay, so we've decided we've we've figured out segways aren't cool. They're not. Cool. They're, they're not cool. I understand okay, why they would, why uh, security guards would use. I them. do too, but not all yeah, the time. Practical, absolutely cool. No, so let's downsize. Are those if you're fat are and those, hyperglycemia? You would use it all the time. Are you going to go to hoverboards? Are those hoverboard things cool? Because you can't no. look cool being no. on okay. one. I don't but think, all the rappers use them. I don't and think the internet cool. kids, and they're like, think, "Hey, I'm super cool. My pants don't fit." But they're not though. They I don't, don't think, look cool. I don't think they're that cool. They look kind of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, they look fun. They're as hell. Those, but not cool. No. Like Heelys. Heelys look fun as hell. But you're not cool, kid. There was Fuck a off. time. Get out of the bank. Stop cool. riding around on your well, fucking heels. The you problem with those things bank. is it doesn't Kids. really look like you're riding anything because there's no handle or anything. So you're just posing in a really awkward stance. Yeah, you're just standing funny. Standing and, funny and moving. There's also the fact that on most Which people has great comedic value. A lot. Most videos I've seen is people who have not owned one long enough to really figure out how to use it properly, and so they kind of look like an idiot trying to figure out how I to just, use it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think it's fun. Like, it's a toy, basically. Exactly, yes. Would you film a really cool video of you dancing on your Segway or hoverboard that then you no. would then put on your dating website? Uh, I Yes. Okay, Segway for sure. Ba-dum, hoverboard, ba-dum, ba-dum, I think ba-dum, my, ba- my balance is too bad and I wouldn't be able to stay on it long enough. I've never ridden one of those ho- hoverboard things. Have any of you guys ridden one? No. No, I feel like you could because you do skateboards, but I'm not very good at balance. From what I understand, Luke quite is very against skateboards, aren't you? No, I'm against rollerblades. That's We've it. already covered this, I think. Oh, fuck rollerblades, though. Guys, we watched Did Airborne we this, this week. <laughs> fuck that movie. Oh, yeah. No, we haven't covered this on recorded. I just realized we talked about it. Yeah, we watched we watched Airborne. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite anti-rollerblades because I, uh, I, uh, I, I injured myself rollerblading many years ago. There is another movie that we watched this week as well. Just before this podcast, we watched Observe and Report. Oh, yeah. We watched that because uh, it's a movie that came out the same year, 2009, as Paul Blart, also about a security officer at a mall. Very different vibe. Different Exceedingly familiar in, like, general premise, but couldn't be more different in tone. Yes. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. Is all I can honestly, say. honestly, there are merits to both of these movies. Like, I didn't hate... I quite enjoyed Paul Blart, but I gotta say, Observe and Report is definitely a better movie. Yeah, no, Paul, uh, Observe and Report is definitely not... A lot darker, not, a lot darker. It's not, yeah. not family-friendly. It's not a movie that's... Paul Blart's family-friendly. It's a hard MA. It's definitely a pretty hard MA. I don't really want to talk about all the things that happen in it, because it's a better experience. But if you... Re- it, there's something really beautiful about that duo of films. Like, just the idea of, like, that you can make Two a separate movie. people had... A similar premise and took it in very different yeah. directions. And I, yeah. I'll, I'll say it now, like I actually quite enjoyed both of them. I yeah, think I did too. I did better. too. I actually really liked Paul Blart as well. Observe and Report is is a way more interesting movie. Like what they were actually trying to do with it is, I I've said it to you guys before when we we're watching this. Like I just I really respect the idea of a movie where it's like you know what we're not going to make the main character likable. That's not important. I think <laughs> I think the reason that I enjoyed Paul Blart as much as I did is because my expectations were exceedingly low. Yes. I did oh, not yeah. think it would be good. And it wasn't Wait, amazing. Had, had any of you seen it before? No. This? No. Okay. And it wasn't amazing. I think so. But it was I, better I, than I thought it yeah, would no, be. Yeah, it wasn't amazing, but I totally had fun watching it. And there really wasn't anything that annoyed me that much about it. Guys, I'm seeing a trend that we're, that we're going through where we're like, 
hey, there's two similar movies. We watched both of them. The other one was better. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I Usually am, I am becoming more... concerned though because I feel like I might love grown-ups. I might have. I might be. I <laughs> for sure be might be starting to get Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> that is also entirely. I realized that. I, I realized that uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were watching. You don't mess with the Zohan. When you watch mostly bad <laughs> movies, an okay movie is amazing. No, because, because Strange because... Wilderness really did shock me out of it though. Like my, yeah. my, my, my no, but that's real, the thing. My straight pure hate for that movie really. Kind I of think shocked that my made sense. it worse because it made these okay movies seem way better. That's true. Yeah. yeah, but I was watching that and Christian Ford were there while I was watching it, and they were having the shittiest time, and I I had to go through it with them. I'm like. Okay, you have to bring your expectations down. You mm. have to lower what you think a movie is, yeah. and you just have to let it wash over you. And these, and you can enjoy this. Yeah, you've got to remind yourself for some reason that you've chosen to do this, and it's not for fun. No, but <laughs> and you, I can't really explain to you why that is. It, so but... you might as well laugh yeah. at the fart jokes. I hey, guess. Um, <laughs> were there fart jokes in this movie? Something there has to have been. He was probably. a fat guy. Something. E- every I... joke in this movie. His the last name is, rhymes with fart. No, the, every joke in this movie. The punchline can be explained by. Get it? Because he's fat. Because he's a fat guy, and this is what fat people are I like. Have to say, Aren't though, fat people fucked, guys? Remember Paul that, Blood up. Remember that time he tried to relate to that woman about being fat, and she beat the shit out of him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he probably scene. shouldn't have said that stuff. He, he yeah, probably, that was not But her reaction was disproportionate. <laughs> so his character is, like, in this... At the start, he's he seems kind of sad, and he's doing some silly things. Like, the way he's courting that girl is a bit strange, but he's... I've realized that I do like, I find him way more affable than, um, than like Adam Sandler's characters. Yeah. He's a bit more, like, he's got a bit more going on. And I also like that Adam Sandler. I think he, because he is like, and this is, of course, you know, a bit judgmental, but purely like appearance wise and just like the way he comes off, it's he's like more because, pathetic than Adam Sandler. Because that, he's vulnerable. And you but can, he also, you that's can, the thing. I actually really res- I respect the fact that he gives his characters more vulnerability than Adam Sandler will. Yeah. Like, Adam Sandler doesn't give, like, even when he gives himself flaws, it's usually like, I fuck women too grossly. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm too sexy for my pants. I can't settle the down. Thing is like, though, Kevin has that thing he can just settle on the really obvious flaw. He's like but he's but kind of he does it with hefty. more substance than a lot of other people that's, could. That's like true. it's still not bad, and like his his relationship with his daughter and his mum in this were like. Oh, not, speaking not of his mum, do you know who plays his mum? It's the crazy old lady from Grandma's Boy. Is it? Yeah, oh. it's the way the it's the brand new Grandma's Boy that's always taking those pills and is a bit fucking loopy. I don't know uh, Grandma's Boy. It's the same lady. Um. By the way, uh, I just want to mention as well because this is a movie that Adam Sandler executive produced, and we haven't done it for a while, and we haven't talked about it either. So, originally, as, you know, listeners all the way through would have noticed, whenever we'd have a movie that Adam Sandler wasn't in, we'd get a guest on. Um, we ran out of friends that were willing to agree to do this podcast <laughs> pretty quickly. Uh, we do have someone. I won't go into it. Okay, no, no. Can I get to, can I get to no, hang on, there's something There's something I want to say about that as well. But, so, yeah, in case you guys have been wondering, um, it's mostly just that, like, we'll try and line someone up. But most of the time, if it falls through, we're just like, yeah. we're, for a while there, we were like, oh, we'll, we'll find someone else or we'll postpone that one. Now, we're just like... Fuck it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter. What I wanted to ask, though, Fuck is the person the that Oliver was going to get on this, which we may still get, uh, is a guy Oliver works with named Leon. Now, I know nothing about Leon other than the fact that Oliver works with him. Oliver, is he a large, fat, black hot sauce vendor? Because <laughs> there's a character named Leon in this movie. Oh, is he? He's a big, fat, black man yeah. who wears delightful shirts and sells hot sauce. And, and they, I don't know that's what his name is. Yes. He's... Hot sauce, which is called The Devil's Crotch, which is a great name for a hot sauce. It is. It is. It is. Also, a really weird moment where it's used later on and then never capitalized on. 
Ugh. Oh yeah, that impossible scene where he, he throws hot sauce, uh, an amazing shot in the guy's eyes. They're like, yeah, and then he just goes like, huh? Just say that. Just say that. which he, he then flags the fact that he didn't do anything. Yeah. But it's like, why was that in here there then? Why yeah, did you what was the point of that? There's a few scenes. That, there's anything. a few things that happen in this movie, and one I want to touch on a bit later. There's things that happen in this movie where I'm like, Leon is one of those things. Sorry, Leon. <laughs> He's a little chubby. He's a hot sauce vendor. He knows. Oh, I just assumed he sold hot sauce. Nice no, black. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I should that. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that seems much more. It's like, yeah, Leon knows he's one of these things. I'm but sorry no, that you're black, I would, Leon. <laughs> Leon's a good spot. I, I would like to get him on the second one, and I would like to make him watch both movies because he bailed pretty last minute on this, and it was pretty fair reason. But um, oh, all right, fuck you, Leon. You may be my manager, <laughs> but yeah, you're probably not listening. Are you not Leon, worried about? This feels are like a not, mistake. Are you Oliver? not worried about what you might talk on? Oh, a podcast absolutely about not. Your manager. I'm there. absolutely not worried about it. It's a we have a lovely relationship. We're gonna, we're gonna we will not be able to talk about the company that we work for. And we will not do that, but it's fine. Can we talk about all those racist things you say sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, guys, I have a, I have a question. Because uh, there's another a trait that Paul Blatt has in this film is, uh, I think when he gets so nervous, but he'll he'll he, has, he knows he'll just have a lot of useless facts and explain things. That did that remind is you? He- <laughs> I wrote a note. I wrote a note <laughs> oh, when he went we to the bar. And I'm like, it. this sounds a lot of this sounds very familiar. He, was, oh, he, he got really drunk like at the bar. Yeah, he doesn't drink though. But yeah. I was like, yeah, this sounds a lot. This is a lot like someone we know. Did you go bar and got off? It's a lot like face. Yeah, I don't think there's enough time in one night to get a full back piece when you're drunk. No, like that's yeah. Well, that was the reveal on that was you see the Loch Ness monster. You're like, oh, okay, that okay. (laughs) And then later on, you see. No, he didn't just get the Loch Ness monster. He got a full-on fucking thing, eagle on a full eagle back tat. The thing about that was that because that was so much later on. That implied he'd been doing a lot of drinking lately and continually upgrade. Or did that include? No, I think like, it was in the one night. The one night. I think that was. The I like to think I think he was depressed and drinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I so don't like he that. Got, he got the taste that night. Um, did you guys notice? He fell back off the way. He got the taste for booze and ink, which is guys listening at home. It's a bad mix, but it's also a great fun mix. So, yeah. you know, take, take if, it. If we made it on what, like, what, what is it? Like, you put, like, what is it? A bit of ink and then you, like, booze? Or uh, much, yeah. What's the ratio there? You drink the you ink put... and inject the booze directly <laughs> well, Chris, into your one time, What's did, the ratio You one time mixer? tattooed yourself with a sharp stick, charcoal, and uh, rum, right? Uh, I attempted to tattoo myself with a sharp stick and charcoal and rum, and it didn't go that well. And it and got a then, little bit infected, right? No, well, yes, but that's not related, I don't think. Well, who's to say? <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like it, it, I feel sounds like like it might yeah. be. <laughs> okay, I feel like I'm being shamed here. So what happened was... We're body shaming you. <laughs> Okay, I was watching a lot of this show called Tattoo Hunter. It was great, and they show traditional tattooing methods. And we were at this scout camp, which was uh, in a very bushy area, and I'm like, I'm going to make a traditional tattooing implement. And they didn't have anything in the fucking rum. place. I was yes. absolutely drinking rum. But they didn't have anything in that entire state park that grew thorns, which you'd normally think is a great thing, but not for me, because I needed thorns, and I couldn't find any. So I ended up sharpening a stick and tying that to another stick and using that as a traditional tattooing implement. And then I found out, just sticks go blunt real quick, so I ended up just using the end of the knife and some charcoal and rum. And yeah, and then all right, I'll admit it got really infected. <laughs> and now, now looking at it, most of it didn't didn't stay that well, and it's just a scar with some grey bits. But still, I love that tattoo. The so point. So that's where Chris is on tattoos. Okay, but no, guys. The, the the important lesson here is: hey, don't get drunk and tattoo yourself no. with a with a knife. Hey, I've also tattooed don't myself. Don't get drunk and get any tattoos, even if it's very professionally done. No, nah, absolutely do, kids. Don't listen to them. They're, they're losers. <laughs> they don't, hey, speaking, they don't of, speaking of getting drunk, do you know who played the karaoke singer 
I was gonna. I was absolutely gonna say that it's Kevin James' older brother. Kevin James' brother, Gary Valentine. Gary Valentine. What a name! Yeah. Both of them have stage names. Would you like to know what their actual original name is? What? Sure. Um, they both chose one. His brother uh, chose a far more ostentatious <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Valentine. That's Gary a Valentine one. is is pretty crazy. Is James just Kevin uh, James' uh, middle yeah, name? Kevin his James, middle name? No, uh, I'm actually I'm not sure. But it's I don't even know how to pronounce this. But it's pronounced. It's spelt K N I P F I N G. Knipfing, I guess. Knipfing. Not yeah. I can see why they changed it. They both knipfing, right? They went in some very, very different directions, though. I'm guessing that's like Dutch or somewhere in that general vicinity. No, I get it though. I I have a a a surname that's probably hard to pronounce for a lot of accents if you're just reading it. I mean, that's got a serious lack of vowels, though. It's got like two vowels. (laughs) That's Welsh for sure. And they're both eyes. Like they're both the same vowel. Gary Valentine is Gary Valentine's good name. Sick. Gary Valentine's great. Kevin James, pick up your game. Like, if I didn't know who Gary Valentine was and I saw that on the MD, uh, the Wikipedia page, I was like, oh, that is just a singer who sings in bars yeah. like that and looks like that. Have that's, you guys- that's a guy who sings real good and also fucks on stage, yeah. for sure. Have, have you guys we, ever, have ever thought, thought about, about your stage name? Uh, not really. Um, I wanted to be Captain Fabulous for a while. Yeah? The o- like see, you. I've only... The only- <laughs> Does it? What kind of singing are we doing? Does no, it, no, is it I, yeah. So I only Luke Big Dick Palmer. <laughs> is it? Is it strictly like? That's is very, it strictly? I mean, that's that's accurate, but not creative. What were we the, the only his style as? It's like well, it's, uh, pukey Lukey for sure. No, no, for and me, you do the persona of a guy who's always drunk because you could just get always drunk. No, and be the like, only kind of my character. The only thing close to a stage name that I've ever come up with is if I were a professional wrestler, I would call myself Palmageddon. Right. Um, Ooh, that's good. Because yeah. that's pretty sick. If I was a my rapper- last name is Palmer, in case that, uh, we've definitely said that before. But If I was a rapper, I would call myself Kit Capacious, which is the name of a band. Was it Kit Capricious? No, I got it wrong. I realized recently that I just read it wrong because Capricious doesn't mean the same thing as Capacious. A bag should be Capacious. Yeah, but should a person be Capricious rather than Capacious given the capacity? I don't like, care. Given the capacity uh, of I'm, context? I'm probably never going to be a rapper. Hey, Oliver, I'm asking for people at home, not, not myself, definitely. I, I'm a very learned man. What does Capacious mean? Capacious. I think it just means like big and full, got a lot of room. Ah, uh, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Just like your butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, but yeah, no, we need. Can we? Can we think of any names? I like for, the like, person who's laughing the most at that is Chris. Because <laughs> what I I would describe sick burn, sick burn, and Oliver Christopher. Because he's got a big hollow butt. Because <laughs> do you not have a butthole? <laughs> no. He's got. <laughs> if you spread his cheeks apart, he's got a hole in there that his shit comes out of. I don't have that. It's just it's smooth. Look, all I'm saying is that does sound not, way less gross. Though. Mine's not. Mine's not nearly as cavernous as you're like, saying that yours is. Okay, if you didn't have the name, kid no. If you didn't have a butthole, like Chris, medically, that'd be a real Chris, issue. But it sounds less gross. Chris, it means my rhymes are endless. And you go, here's a room for him. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So Yeah, here's a room for all those rhymes to be. In we can for sure like I I should sit on that though. I would like to think of a more um what's it what's the name of the Andy Kaufman character? The Tony more Tony Clifton style yeah, singer. I describe them as a greasy crooner. <laughs> like a gross crooner. Yeah, I don't know. I'd need to think on it. Um yeah, I've i I've only ever thought of my professional wrestling name, um, because that was a sick name. Yep. It's uh, a pretty good one. Yeah. You don't have a rap name, Luke? Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, Luke has a good. whole rap album. I don't want to talk about that. Hey, Morgan, what about you? What's your rap name? Uh, I don't know. Morgan have done it. Morgan have <laughs> done it. Nah, that's just an Have we talked about We've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, right? I think yeah, we've talked cool. about that. Yeah, I think it was last week. Yeah, right, good. Yeah. All right, so. Be, um, oh, uh, hey, so something. just a little bit as well. There's a few other things. Um, we mentioned where he gets beat up by a lady in 
Victoria's Secret. Uh, yep. the, Im- the staff member of Victoria's Secret was Jackie Sandler. Yep. Yeah. I never recognise it, but I always see I do now. Adam isn't in this movie, is he? But no, he is, is not. Where, guys, should we have a, a, a weekly segment? Hey, where'd our Jackie Sandler at? It's not that interesting, though. It's usually a pretty, like, moot. It's just like, yeah, well, she was in it. Yeah, it's just like, it's not that big a deal. Other people who are in it, uh, oh, well, obviously, uh, like, Jayma Mays is the love interest. She's very cute. She's very cute. Um, She's that, she normally plays that ditzy sort of. When, the, when it character. started, I'm like, is she, why is she wearing a wig? Oh, she sells wigs. That makes more sense. Still a little weird. I was wondering, it's like, is she going to be bald? <laughs> no, she has lovely hair. She has lovely hair. Yeah. I always oh, just when for- she was wearing that bob wig, though, I did like that. To be honest, I just always forget how well wigs can hide hair. Like, when mm. I look at someone with a short head wig on, I was like, well, they've got to have speaking, no hair under there. And I was like, um, whoa, speaking of people look at all that this- hair under there. <laughs> oh, the hair, is it, this, well, okay, yeah, uh, it, speaking of it, yeah. I've already mentioned this. Uh, Steve Renazizi is in this movie. Yep. Uh, mm. All I want to say is, I bet he wishes he could forget 9-11. I'm not going to talk about that. Let's move on. <laughs> I was gonna, we do gonna... you guys know about that? No. No. I don't, do wanna, do we are, we, to... are we moving oh, on? Oh, God. We don't need to talk. We shouldn't talk this for a long time. Okay. Luke and I both like The League, which has Steve, Steve Renazizi in it. It's, a great, it's a great show. It is he a great is show. the man in this who is an asshole who plays a pen. The pen salesman. He has a pen salesman. Uh, huh. so, I hate his face. So uh, about last year or maybe two years ago. Recently. Recently. It, it turned out that Steve Renazizi oh. Ren- 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 for years oh. had part of his deal was uh, he was... Uh, in 9-11. Yeah, like one of the reasons he was interesting and people cared about him is because... He said that he quit his high-powered office job to then become an actor, like follow his dreams, because he survived 9-11. Yeah. Uh, wow. Spoiler alert, he didn't, and that came out oh. recently. And, and he didn't work there, wait, and he wasn't wait, there. So wait, and... he didn't survive? He's dead? <laughs> yeah, he's been a ghost <laughs> he was this never whole in, he, time. Whatever capacity he claimed to be involved, like uh, as in there for 9-11, he wasn't. It was fact. basically just... I'm like, not certain exactly what it was. I've like, I, I just know that it was a big... I, I can't remember. I've, I've read about it. it I've heard it explained remember. as just an offhand comment that got like grossly out of hand. And he never but he corrected. never, yeah, he and he just and rolled with it. And it's yeah, also like it's it's pretty it's, crazy. It's basically, and the, the thing that we talked about as well is like that that thing happening, like someone saying they're in like offhand comment about nine eleven, and they're getting blown out of proportion. And they're never correcting it. Is something that would happen to a character in the league because they're all pretty it's shitty. What people. would happen to him? And it is like I really don't want to talk about it too much because it is crazy, and I don't know how I feel about it in general because it is like. He seems like a pretty normal guy, but that is fairly inex- inexcusable. It's pretty yeah. crazy. But you anyway, know who, you know who was there at 9-11? Steve Buscemi. Thank you, Steve Buscemi. You did a yeah, good job. A oh, so you read Today I Learned once every month or so whenever that... <laughs> hey, Today I Learned, Steve Buscemi was a firefighter during 9-11. It's like, it's come up on... It comes up on Reddit once a month. I don't read Lemon, uh, Reddit because... Lemon. I don't read Reddit because I'm not a cucklord uh, men's rights activist like you. I, don't, um, I mean, speaking, the Donald, the Donald, one- would, the Donald of Red Pill would be uh, examples of subreddits or that are uh, very contrary to the description you've just given to well, people. Well, he, he said cuck or men's right activist. They are men's right activists. They're not cuck. I don't though. know. I don't Nobody know. Nobody's a are. cuck. Cuck well, is a bullshit word. I don't classic, know. They are men's right classic activists. snowflake defense, guys. While we're on. You're the... a cuck if you choose to be a cuck. Hey, guys, That's stop, a real thing that men Stop do. white knighting all over the place. <laughs> I think Chris is just using terms he's heard before and doesn't really know what they mean. <laughs> these, these are terms I've heard from Reddit. <laughs> While we're on the Reddit thing, I, there was a Reddit post today, and I screenshotted it because I wanted to read it on the podcast. Okay. So it was um, who lists a bunch of actors who need to be told they're not famous anymore. <laughs> okay. And, and Rob <laughs> Schneider was on that list. Well, yeah. But, and someone wrote this really this comment about um, Adam Sandler. Please. And I, I thought it'd be nice to read because I think it kind of sums up where we're at. Okay. Because um, someone said Rob Schneider and someone said, funny you mentioned Adam Sandler because someone mentioned it. Motherfucker seems to be on his way out. And this person wrote, um, 
I think he probably just attained a level of success where he doesn't really care anymore. Even his shit movies make money so he can keep pumping them out while enriching himself and his friends. I'm not a huge fan of his comedy or movies, but in interviews, he seems like an incredibly cool guy. I always really respected how he seemed to bring all his friends along with him and share the wealth. Might make some shit films, but seems like a genuinely legit guy. I think that's where we're pretty I much think at, at this point. Probably, yeah, that's in I line that's with everything summary. that we've sort of we've we've covered. Yeah, I almost I almost typed in, "Hey, if you like Adam Sandler, you should don't." Yeah. <laughs> the only it's problem, I didn't you? We've got to get marketing. <laughs> the only problem I have with that is like, because yeah, I think we we generally like we're pretty neutral on Adam Sandler in general. Like, we like some of his movies. We think it's the problem I have with that mainly is just that like there's probably a lot of other people that actually do have worthwhile movies to make, um, and I don't always like the idea that that stuff gets clogged up. In situations like, I, yeah, but I yeah. think that's. I don't think that's. If it probably is a. To- it is a totally different situation. That's like what that, I mean. Like that money is never going to. That's what I mean. I don't think it's necessarily a situation where there is a finite amount of money in yes. this. Thing. It's like, if you've got a good movie, a good idea, a good enough idea. I think it's less about getting the money to make it and finding the people. I mean, like you- I think it's more about honestly, it's about who you know in Hollywood. Like, which is the same point. Um, but I don't think it would matter if so. Like someone's got to have connections he, rather he than like a, he's not taking it away from anyone else. He just has. Connections. He also is just a businessman. We don't know. We don't really yeah. hold other kinds of businesses to businessmen to that same standard because there's also always that like well people, people treat actors really differently. Like there's that whole thing of like when actors weigh in in politics, they're like stick to your job. Yeah. It's like nobody tells anybody else that. Like nobody is like. But you've also accountants stick to your okay. job. Stay out of politics. I hey, agree. Sam Dustyari, stop making jokes. You stick to no. your job. Do policy. I agree. I agree that it's ridiculous that people have that view that like people in the film or industry or anything related to that can't have views on politics. But mm. I think there is a valid point they when you discuss a- the product that they produce. Yeah, People in any kind of business are ultimately, they're producing something in particular in some industry. People in Hollywood, for example, the product they produce is their own personality. Yeah. Like to mm. an extent. Yeah. Like what makes them famous and what they are putting out there for people to like and take yeah. in is the is a personality? Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. It's still stupid to say they can't have opinions because of course they. Can. I think. Well, the other thing is that they do have a platform. Like their job is also to have a platform, yeah. and so they have more influence. Yes. Um, but it is like th- th- there's there's other things that are weird about that that aren't. I don't. Okay, think, no, there's stay nothing, out of it. There's nothing wrong with the with with having views and expressing them. Uh, the only issue is where you have people who have uh very badly misinformed views. Are using the platform. It's like if you want to have a view, that's fine. Yeah. But like, don't be spouting like because it's that's the thing. You can be right wing, you can be left wing, you can be informed in that position. Yeah. If you have an uninformed position, that's when it's a problem. At the same time, uh, it becomes a problem. But I still don't feel like it's that crazy. Like they can have that. It's really just that people need to be a little bit better at um, modulating the way they take in. That so this stuff. is the thing. Like I, I agree on some respects that Hollywood. I don't stars remember why we started talking about this. Should, well, we are. So shut up. Uh, (laughs) talk about shit that like they have no stake in and people take them like they know what they're talking about like this is the whole thing where the argument against GMOs and vaccines come in is is just Hollywood people saying well I I know so I'm going to talk about it and it's like hey no but probably just stick to acting and stop it but then at the same time when they are talking about things like policy and things like that I don't know if you guys follow Paul F. Tompkins but like he gets heaps of that shit like hey stick to jokes man and he's like they're making jokes about policy, and people are like, "No, that that doesn't count." Shut up! No, Shut up! Stop talking about. There's it. a big difference between having a view about politics and having a view about science, and the things tend to get kind of intermingled because politics and like affects science, and as in like what what is progressed in that that sphere. But when someone says vaccinations cause autism, that's not that's that's 
scientific. That's like there is research in that. When someone says in the political sphere somewhere something like, you know, it's like this person I think is is the best person to be president. It's like that is ultimately an opinion and not based in science. Like you you can hold that opinion and it can be true for what it is, but to say vaccines cause autism, it's like, well that's just not true. Yeah. But also with the Paul F. Tompkins thing, Chris, that's also like, that's a whole other problem. Like the viewer's relationship with a comedian and oh, what, yeah. like, especially like hecklers, that he's, he's, Paul F. Tompkins has said a lot of interesting stuff about like the relationship and the idea of what they are expect or what they owed or their relationship in that situation in which they're being given humor. I mean, <laughs> and you know, it can, it can go either way. I mean, you just need to look at Michael Richards to see an example of perhaps... Yes. The comedian not doing well with a heckler. That's uh, the second time I've heard this story. Though I, yes, <laughs> and that's what I'm thinking of, is that the the other place we've... Uh, it's a different podcast that I'm sure we've both listened to, uh, which a discussion where the, the intent behind Michael Richards was to give as good as he was getting. Yep. It's just the difference is... He is not just some random audience member. He's a very famous person. Well, I've also... I've yeah, also it's, on stage it's, it's the everyone. idea that an audience member has nothing to uh, to live up to. That's so no to speak. To whereas, you guys out there. No where, whereas Michael Richards, he's in the spotlight. He technically, or, or theoretically at least, should know better. Man, while and we're on this, we're on a roll. Should we just tackle the whole PewDiePie no. thing while we're here? No, that's been no, a very different episode the of Michael, the Sandbox this The Michael week. Richards thing, actually, a thing that I, they, it was in relation to the Michael, Michael Richards thing, but it did start to make a little bit sense to me. It's not really just, still doesn't really justify anything he did, but it's the idea that, like, sometimes the way that performers approach hecklers when that becomes, like, a big problem. This was specifically, I think, it was, there was an improv theater in America where that was just becoming more of a problem. Mm. And the way that you can approach it is, like, the... Because a lot of stand-up comedians are pretty snarky people, so it's like, yeah, it is that. It's literally like taking that uh, give as good as you get to the craziest extent. So it's literally like scorched earth. Like I am going to come as hard down on you as I possibly can, and I will ruin this evening, and nobody will have fun. But I will have a conversation with the management of this place <laughs> afterwards, and things will change. See, I hopefully, think- I've heard that as a thing, and it's like, well, I guess, but still, still don't say the n word. I think no, but I, that's the thing. I think. There, it's interesting because, like, if you're gonna, if you go into a stand-up comedy show, and this is totally off point now, but if you go into a stand-up comedy show and go, oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yell a couple of things, you need to expect to get verbally eviscerated. Now yeah, there yeah. are still you're there are still it. lines that should not be crossed by the comedian, but I know and have seen plenty of comedians who will fucking destroy a heckler without being at all inappropriate. Mm. The heckler will not be happy about it, but it's like, you know what? If you are going to heckle, that's what you get. Well, I think the main thing is, and it's something that Paul F. Tomans actually has talked about, is the idea that like people go out and they're like, well, I want to go out and I want to have fun, and then they've spent money for it, but um, stand-up comedy is really like a thing where you can't necessarily expect what you're going to get, Yeah, and people have ideas about what stand-up comedy is if they haven't been to a lot of it, and if they go up there, and or they go out there, and it's like, you're not that. Fuck you! I'm gonna I'm gonna yell at you from the audience because this is not what I wanted. And it's like, well, that's not really how this works. Yeah, so, the, so the point is, Michael Richards did nothing wrong, and I think we can all agree on that. Uh, no, that's absolutely not the case. He definitely handled it poorly. There's, there's something, that, something that I love is like two. This is our podcast, uh, sit down comedy, where we sit down and talk podcast by stand up. We talk about comedy. There's like there's two schools of thought with hecklers that is really prominent, and there's like some. Uh, comedians like uh, like Paul of Tongas, for example, who are, who like to do their best to make everyone happy and just mitigate the situation and get on with the show. And there's other comedians like uh, Jimmy Carr or like um, uh, 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 
uh, Louis C.K., who just like someone heckles them and they just go, oh, yes, I'm going to take you If you are down. looking for a more Melbourne-specific example, one Carl Chandler. Carl Chandler, absolutely. Is, but is I don't think he's very nearly that. in the same league as uh, Louis mean, C.K. or I mean, Jimmy Carr. Fame-wise, some... no. Cunt-wise, absolutely. <laughs> there is just, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stand-up comedians got a real lot of vitriol and yeah. like, you really shouldn't take no, them he fucking one lives of, uh, for it. Carl Chandler lives for oh, yeah, and confrontation. Sure. Yeah. Just... One, of, one of my fav- favourite uh, heckler takedowns was Louis C.K. When the, this, this lady was in the audience, she was being really shit being a heckler and like he tried to just say, hey, other people, like they paid the same as you. They're trying to have a good time. Shut up and we're just going to move on with the show. And she was like, no, I'm going to have a, I'm going to yell at you. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because hey, hey, you're being funny. I could do that too. Yeah. This is what you've started. It's your fault. And like he'd start a joke with like, oh, I was doing this the other day. And she'd be like, my cousin did that. And he's like, shut up. I'm I'm telling a joke. She's like, well, what I was going to say is funny, unlike you. It's like, that's not true. And also, shut the fuck up. I'm, you you I'm paid here. money to be here. If you don't want to be here, story. just leave. And uh, one of the things, like, like, he, he like, tried so hard to just be like, Stop it! Stop it! Just, just, just stop! And eventually, it got to the point where he was, he was just vitriol, sore red, and he was just, he was going for it. And one of the things he said, "Hey, when, when you were born, someone was walking past, and he said, "Hey, look, there's a cunt coming out of a cunt's cunt.'" Whoa, that's it a, was brilliant. That's about as like crazy as you can get. But yeah, th- though that is literally oh, at that level. So good. That is literally at that level. I think where it's like, I think at that point the performer is like kind of just half annoyed that nobody uh, who works at that place has taken that person out of the audience. Now they're like, "Hey, you haven't solved this problem for me. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking ruin this." <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um. Anyway, there's a crazy. Hey, Indian Bobby Carnaval is in this movie. Bobby Carnaval yeah. is in this movie. Uh, he plays the SWAT dude. Um. I just wanted to say uh, say something a little bit about him because uh, yes. So Bobby Carnaval uh, is in Boardwalk Empire, and so every, and in that he is like this intense character that is genuinely like quite terrifying because you don't know what he's going to do. But the most important thing I want to take away from that is in Boardwalk Empire you see his dick. Now, Ooh. last night I was out for dinner, and this is an, this is something that I've realized I've tied together. You know, last night I was out for dinner with some people, and I mentioned Did you say dick? no, but I said that I think, and I that I said, and I want to be very clear here because it was misconstrued a little last night. I think that more male actors should hang dong in movies. This is a point Absolutely. that's been touched on by others before, but and 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 sort of I I didn't intend for it to take off as like, and I said because I think there is a lot of female nudity, but there's not enough like male nudity. Someone's like, oh well, it's not the same thing as women showing their boobs. I'm like that's not. I'm not saying that it is the same thing. I'm just saying there is a lot of female nudity. There should be men hanging dong. Yeah, there should be a representation of dong. Observe and report. It's it's the same thing. Observe and report. Justified by context, but there shouldn't be really that much problem with putting it in. Like generally these days, the only place you see dong is in a comedic context because dicks are inherently funny. Oh, they're very funny. In the most recent uh, season of Game of Thrones, there was a lot more. There was a lot more ding dong. Yes, but even so, there's way more vagina than there is dick in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Yes. And I think that that's an unfair... The vagina to dick ratio you know, is just... Now that we're talking I just want to see more of that dick in their movies. I heard a very... In- I've also completely forgotten where I heard this, but it's. I heard a very interesting perspective on the whole free the nipple thing the other week where it's like... It's like still e- even across the board where it's like, no, nah, don't free the nipple. But also, guys, don't be showing your nipples either. Oh, All yeah, nipples no, are gross. To be fair, to be fair, when Nobody I see, when I see shirtless men in public, I don't care for it. Yeah, I don't like... Really? I don't. I don't care. I, that I know much. there's a difference. I don't care either. at a beach. 
Totally fine. We've talked about this before where it's okay to be yeah. shirtless. I mean, I'm I talking. I'm walking through a shopping centre and there's a shirtless man in the shopping oh, yeah. centre. Like, that's what just, I mean. Okay, yeah. if, the, if the guy is just going about his business, fucking put a shirt on. You yeah, that, that's what I mean. That's what that. I mean, to be But clear. like, if, if someone is doing anything remotely active where he could be very, very sweaty, yeah. the, not like a problem. Oh, yeah. But yeah, in, in those situations, off. I think it should be fairly even across the board. Like that and the beach, Absolutely. I just don't think it's Having said that, but I mean, also see like, you know, I'll see guys like out for a run without a shirt and it's like, it's more excusable, but like just... Even so, it's it's kind of weird. Put no. the shirt on when you get to the shops. Nah, yeah. actually, I don't know. Running maybe. through like a pu- very pu- like a big public area, like some people like in the city. I was in Sydney recently, and there were like a lot of dudes like shirtless. It was very hot, to be fair. But it's like, I mean, it gets hot, but like just get like a nice breathable shirt. Like, yeah, it's, I it's feel like if there's a lot of guys, just get like a mesh singlet. Yeah, I feel like if there's a lot, still better than no shirt. If there's a lot of concrete buildings around, it becomes weird. Yes, that's what that's what it is. If there's a lot of grey happening, absolutely, and that's what I just like. It felt weird to me. All right, if there can be also suit like a suit and tie is not just wearing a shirt. Like that's really wearing a shirt like you're okay. wearing a lot of clothes when you're wearing a suit and tie and not and that versus a, a bare chest is strange so any any area where there can be a fully suited man yes. there probably shouldn't be probably not a shirtless I'm gonna dude because there's wearing, not going to be a suited man at the beach I'm going to start wearing a suit to the beach except just to make everyone feel weird about a themselves male strip, <laughs> except if it's a male strip club, strip club and he's wearing those like pants that pull off and he's like a fake businessman with a briefcase oh yes and the briefcase is just full of like business condoms sexy. maybe Con- condoms or like sex toys but no Dick what straws. I was going to say before though is yeah, yeah. I don't know though like because when you do see Dick a guy candy. when you do see a guy with his shirt off in public I mean it kind of looks like kind of just looks like he's asking for it like a girl should just tweak yeah his like an nip- uncovered piece of meat should, should just tweak his tweak his nipples like hot chick style kind of just kinda yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely alright here's a question guys uh, alright it, it's it's universally agreed I'm pretty sure I didn't see Morgan's answer but like there should be more dong hung in movies yeah. yes and TV I, I think hung I act- or hanged. Nah, hung feels more appropriate. Yeah, cut off. Yeah, yeah, like, it, like, like it's a real uh, what's his name situation. Oh, I forgot who's in hung. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah, cool. That guy that's in hung. Oh, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. Speaking of dicks in general, I guess. Um, Alan Kovacs in. This oh, movie. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea where you were going with that. All yeah, right. yeah. All right, Alan Kovacs is in this movie, and he plays a jerk. Security guard, um, and who boy is he balding? Oh, Fuck, you he plays wow. Adam Goddamn okay, so said That's plays. how you described him. Would you like to know what he's actually credited? Jerky as? security guard. Yes, that is. I know. I looked he's it up. In like three or four scenes, and he doesn't have a name. He's yeah. Name he's is... jerky. But did you guys notice how badly he's balding? Yes. Yeah. Balding very badly. He's yeah. also a weird character where it's like early on, I thought people were going to be more antagonistic to Paul, and they kind of stopped. He was really the only one. Well, I have a question about like, but it's like, why does a... he have a problem with him being? Enthusiastic, about, enthusiastic his job, yeah. about his job, yeah. No, there's a few. There's also a few scenes where um, uh, people are just like really disrespectful to him. It's like, do people? What? Okay, do people just not respect more security? Because here's the thing. Like, and I mean, usually- uh, as as a skateboarder, no, we did not respect more security. <laughs> okay, okay, but hang on. There's like more security can detain you. They can do that. They doesn't mean do- doesn't mean I have to respect them. Have you seen that guy at Ringwood who has that crazy haircut? Yep, at Eastland. Yeah. he's got like a weird mullet going oh, on. Yeah. Oh, Oliver and I constantly oh, talk boy. about that man. He is the man with the wiggiest wig in the yes, world. Yes, Oliver. Every time we're like, he's the wig man. No, but having said that, okay. Yeah, everyone around. No, you. he's my bigger problem actually. All of our mall security, like, well, we don't call them malls anyway. But all we have, they always wear a suit and tie. They're much no, more dressed up. No, but here's know. my mm. bigger problem with that is, and maybe this is just me. But I just respect people. So if someone says, hey, don't do that, I'm like, okay, hey, I won't I, do that. I work in a shopping center. I work retail. 
people are crazy and do crazy things. There needs to be somebody around yeah. watching. But I Absolutely. think I'm also I'm not the kind of person to do something where security is going to be like, hey, stop doing that's that. It. So well, that's it. There's not a lot they can do. And in retail, there's very mixed opinions on how effective uh, or how much more effective uh, security guards should be. But I also... They should all have guns. They should be armed. Yeah. Yes. They should at absolutely all, all have guns. AK-47. Yeah. But yep. there's also very differing opinions among people that Rocket work in retail yeah. whether or not you should intervene when someone thinks... Uh, uh, no, don't be a hero. And you absolutely no. shouldn't. But Every no. single retail training video, don't be a hero. That being said, like, I, I, I agree that, like, hey, they're, they're security, respect them and all that, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I've been followed around the shops oh. because I hold okay. a skateboard no, no, no. in my hand. No, I want to be very clear about this. There's a big difference. But, but nowhere in this movie is Paul Blart doing something that is an abuse of his power. No. He's no. A, he's he a, takes it very seriously, perhaps more than... But I don't know, know if when you, he pulled uh, that old man over who was speeding. I don't know if Yeah, but noticed, that man was... If, if he, he was going Luke. too fast, that's dangerous. Yeah, he's, he, throughout the whole movie, he's a, he's a pretty nice man who's trying to do the he best he can and not doing a bad job. He takes it very seriously, but he is doing his job very well. Look, I don't, know, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but he's a fat authority figure on a Segway, so he needs to be taken down a peg. He does look a lot like somebody that would work shoving in a security. Like that <laughs> I must- suspect there's a reason for that. The like, mustache yes. is yeah, a very good ask, character work. How do work. people feel about the mustache? I liked it. Very, I, like I think very he looks, good. I think he looks very good with a mustache. Guys, I, I just realised... I think he looks like we? shit with a moustache, which is why it's perfect Oh, yeah, no, movie. I mean, for the purposes of this movie and most we, movies he's in, we haven't, he should have a moustache. We haven't talked about the fact that the, the main bad guy in this movie is, like, he, he joins the security staff... And then it turns out, oh no, he's actually a he goes, criminal genius. He goes yeah. from being like the most unassuming character with no lines to. I don't know that we need to say that much about him though. He's I don't think we quite an interesting character. Like he's not as yeah. shit as you'd think. No, underdeveloped yeah. as that character might. Could I be. actually found him je- like okay. This is the thing. I'm watching this movie. Yeah. And I felt this sense that I don't usually feel in this movie, which is like, oh, he genuinely feels threatening to me. Yes, he actually he, is. He took such a hard right, which is like fantastic from an a- acting point of view. He's an Australian actor, by the way. Like, yeah. I didn't realize. Oh, it was it was up, yeah. I was like, no. I, as soon as he came on screen, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I remember he was the bad guy. We, yeah, we jokingly say that he's kind of like an action hero in this movie, but his functions reasonably well as an action I have a movie. question, though, because I did mention Bobby Cannavale. At the end, the very end, Paul Blatt stops the actual bad guy. Bobby Cannavale goes, pulls a gun on him. It this he it lasts and then gets shot. It lasts about thirty seconds. Why did that need to be in the movie? It's a stupid twist. There's no, no reason. It's like two that. twists. The, right, it's like, the no, tension that it gives it. is I, I did not worthwhile. It, I don't think I it's remote. It. I don't think it's worth it. I think but it would have been a much better thing if it's just like if he just genuinely impressed someone who was mean to him in high school, nah, I, I rather thought, than have the guy turn out to be a bad guy. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I'll, I'll defend this movie to the death. Fuck I, you. I, felt, I, I felt it was. I, I thought it was a nice twist on this movie. I felt it was redundant. Well. While it was good, I found every time it tried to actually build tension, it didn't. Like no, but that, there's the whole mu- like the music was dull and flat. I saw what it was trying to do. It was oh, trying I to liked every the action. music. The mu- no, the music. The was soundtrack dumb. was fantastic in this movie. It was good. No, like the whole rainforest scene. You're watching it. It's very dull. It's muted. It's a Rambo parody. Yeah, but the music's not good. It's not. It doesn't build tension the way it's supposed to. I don't think it to. should have music it's, in that scene though. It was like a Rambo parody. Yeah, yeah, that was. I think it was very. Good. I think the. The music was dull and muted. No, it tried to build tension, but it, it never was quite. A Ram- no, it never quite got there. The twist. It was where- supposed to be Rambo, right? Because I haven't seen Rambo, but I was like, that must be what this is. Where he's in the rainforest, like this, the fact that it's specifically jungle. It's a style. It's, it's certainly been a long time since I've seen Rambo. I think it's just but- a style. It's but also no, but there was a twist where the the main bad guy turned out to be the main bad guy. That was a. I I yeah. thought, oh, that's cool. The Bobby Cannavale thing just had no. 
stakes to it. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. It just didn't matter. It didn't matter. And like, you can't just add suddenly, like, like you shouldn't just add twists yeah. to suddenly Look, heighten there, the There could have been bit. more preamble for it. There yeah. could have been a better setup for well, it. But the fact that it happened, I did appreciate because like, it was like, yeah, everything's done. But then it's like, dun dun. Oh no, it's not. But then like, then you then. But it lasted about thirty seconds. Yeah. Then internally yeah, you're thinking, oh fuck, I can't be bothered handling like another half an hour of this movie. And then half, and then like twenty seconds later, it's like done, done, fixed it again. Yeah, and no, it's like, that, oh great, awesome. that twist, that twist, good with, job, movie. No, the twist with him being a beggar could have worked. No, that's not in a good. A different, that's the way they not did a good it was thing weird. about it though. That's just that it didn't overstay its welcome. It was still. It like, had no need not to be a good in there at all. choice. It, yeah, I, I will just, say though, because it's also there was no build up for whether or not like like the old guy suddenly kind of like old guy getting his groove back and having shot Bobby Cannavale in the arm. Like if that was something, it would have made more sense. It wasn't. But it, it wasn't really. I will say as well, yeah. and 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 you know, it already is. Like I found it hard to take the bad guy seriously, uh, not only because like the extreme the extreme sports kind of stuff of it was kind of dumb. Oh, so extreme. By the way, uh, they so were all wearing blue, no, they were all wearing Bluetooth headsets, which yeah. made it very yeah. hard for me to take them yeah. seriously. Yeah. Whoa. If we're talking about extreme- very two thousand nine. On a related note to that, we should we need to watch all of Triple X, Triple X movies. <laughs> I was thinking that. Did they just so set, much? So the police tried to enter and they set off fireworks and the police just never they did had, anything. They again. had motion sensors. They had it was yeah, but it, was it like wasn't a bomb, bomb or anything. It no, like, it was they. The motion sensors triggered them to where it was. Also, and they set off Alan was just sitting on a crate. They kicked it out from under him and told him to get lost. And he's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't care about that his job. Re- that was a really good shot. Um, he was just sitting on a bucket, and the dude's just like, "Kick the I fucking just, bucket out from under his butt," and he fell down. That, that, looked really good. Proof. He I want to care for that man. I want to talk a little bit about um, the way that Paul Blart uh, takes down the other criminals because there's initially there's first one of, all, of them that's so no, brutal. So to begin with, oh yeah, I want there's something I want to say about that. But to begin with. He's hiding in a vent. His legs are so obvious. That's when I was like, this is Die Hard. Oh, it was it's funny. a crazy store. Like, how long do you think it took for them to think, yeah. like, we could just have, like, a store where there's, like, hey, legs hanging he, from the ceiling? But then he took out the first one by the vent fell on her. She's dead, right? But some of the ways he took them out, for example, yeah, like... She broke okay, her fucking he, spine. He... Ta- he full blast on a Segway. First of all, jumped over a gap that there's no way a Segway would make that roof, ga- roof jump. But yeah. also... I could do it. But also, they don't he just dro- he rides the Segway and smashes Mike Valley through a skylight. He smashes through a lot of glass. Those yeah. motherfuckers would he be also, seriously injured. He also doesn't smash through a lot of glass at points as oh. well. There is a lot of sugar glass in the oh, movie. Yes, but there's there also, is. I wanted to talk about, like, specifically, the first time he shatters glass is when he's drunk, yeah. which is when he, like, he just gets up on stage, yells, I believe in magic, rips his shirt off, and falls backwards through a window. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, uh, which, like, does that reveal, like... That bar is in the mall. Like, these people don't leave the mall. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, he also... he Also, they get married in the goddamn mall. Spoilers, they get married in the mall. Wait, there's a marriage at the end? I don't remember that. Yeah, it's during the credit sequence. Like, oh, I didn't watch they, that. Yeah, during the credit, se- credit sequence, there's a bunch of like videos side by side with like the credits. That. They, they only... get married in the mall. But they only just started dating. Why would they be getting married? But, it's a movie. But they do. They, their first dance is on segways. Oh boy! I can't believe I missed this. <laughs> Guys, I'm excited. I'm excited. For well, no, hang on. So so speaking of speaking of ways that they they he took out bad guys, though, um, I just want to say, uh, clearly, Paul Blart has never seen Juice Bigelow, European Gigolo, because if he did, he would not lock that man in the tanning bed because it's going to cook him. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that guy was oh, going to. He, gonna get he was a very nice man, though. He put the glasses on. Yes, 
Uh, the other thing is, yeah, and the thing this is Morgan was alluding to earlier, uh, when he beats up a dude in the sporting goods store. Oh, man. No, but it's CG. It's so obviously CG when like, he does it. And it's like, that's, it was weird. It's so oh, brutal, it's brutal, though. It's what does he hit him with again? And it's like uh, a, he's hockey, got a goalie hockey, yeah, stick. hockey stick. He sweeps him out from under and then, and like, then smack. Ooh. He moves so fast. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's definitely CG. But oh, it's like, yeah, it so was... we've got to talk about, the, yeah, the thing where he starts to show some, like, quite surprising physical prowess. Well, no, and- but when he's, a, when he's doing the police academy thing, he sh- like, at the very beginning, he shows... He's pretty athletic for a big fat man. It's just that he um, has the yeah, which does come up at one point with the hyperglycemia. Yeah, he's, he pu- he's roast floss candy. Oh yeah, it's he's pulling a Jack Black. He's uh, far too active for the, for a man of that size. But what what I do enjoy about it, we've talked about the um, Die Hard reference, like yes, because di- I've not seen many of the Die Hard. I really should watch more of them. I've seen the first Die Hard, but as I understand it, as they progress, the Die Hard John McClane gets- they become less about a regular man. Oh, well, and more about a superhero. Yes, because yeah. basically the first one is just, it's the same. Like Fast and Furious goes from being the same th- street races to superheroes. It's the same, yeah, it's <laughs> a similar trajectory. But it's roughly the same thing as this, where it's just like an ordinary man is in um, extraordinary circumstances and he kind of rises to the occasion. Um, I just, I want them to keep making Paul Blatt movies and I want it to follow that same trajectory where he just starts to become so like Paul Blatt this, Five. this unprecedented action hero that doesn't make any sense and <laughs> is too much. Like, I, I, that is all I want from the rest of this Wait, series and I'm very on board. So, like, so, like, Paul, so hang on, like, Paul Blatt Five, he's working in the Mall of America and he stops, like, a full-scale Russian invasion or something. Yeah, or he's, so, like, he's, like, on... <laughs> And yeah, he, and he stops Don Vito from touching a fourteen-year-old girl's boobs. Oh, well, R.I.P. I think we're really going to see if that comes to fruition when we eventually do Paul Blart, more Blart too. Yes, uh, for uh, for those out, out there listening to this podcast, uh, also listen to "Till Death Do Us Blart." That is the McElroy brothers and the guys from the worst idea of all time. Every year that on Thanksgiving they get together and they watch Paul Blart More Cop Two, and I've listened to two episodes so far, and oh boy, I'm excited for that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I. Yeah, I actually quite enjoyed this movie. Well, yeah, I don't know that we have much more to say about it. We've already yeah. done the COVID Allen report, so... Uh... Oh, test. I actually did have to say one more thing. It's just Can specifically I... about that hanging from the ceiling thing. In an, in an Adam Sandler movie, he for sure would have farted rather than the stomach gurgling, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. So... Oh, no, but I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand. He's not just a, a big piece of shit. He's fat. No, he's not just a big piece of shit. He's full of shit. He's a gas. He's a big he's piece a of shit. He's a broiling turd monster. Equal representation in the media. So the question is, does this movie pass the Bechdel test? Uh, Bechdel test is a test requiring two named female characters having a conversation about something other than a man. Uh... I don't think so. I, I've I've thought about it a lot. There's scenes. There's a couple of scenes where uh, his daughter talks to um, Jamie Mays' character while they're in the bank, but it's very brief, and I don't. I think it's almost entirely about him. Um, yeah. I can't recall there being any other He's scenes that are maybe appropriate. Yeah. By the way, why is the daughter there? Why does she? Because she went to drop off his uh, sloppy joes. Yeah. Doesn't she know that? Like, isn't it on evidently the not. Well, no. I wrote. I think I wrote a note like. Aren't the police supposed to stop yes. people from entering the building? Yeah, how would you have possibly gotten in? Yep, anyway, I don't know. Though, I don't know. It is a very strange plot point. But, but yeah, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I don't think it. I don't, I don't think, think it did. I don't either. think it did. I, and that's that's really all I have to say about it. I just I mean, remembered it something like, I want to talk about. It's it's hard to imagine that any movie where the title is just the main male character's name is ever going to pass the Vectel test. Hey, you never know. Paul Blatt Zookeeper might. Yep. Oh, so yeah. Literally, the last note that I made was just. Uh, now I want the sequel to be crazy. <laughs> I think you're going to get your wish. <laughs> Guys, in this movie... Oh, also the card thing at the end was very sweet. I actually quite liked it. Wait, what was it. the card thing? Well, she, he he bought her a card, a birthday card. 
who oh, kept yeah. trying to get her a birthday I actually, card. I usually don't like the the um, love story stories in these movies. I actually, felt... thought, I actually thought this one was well-paced, made sense. And apart from them being married at the end, that's kind of weird. But I thought it was nice. Like, it actually made sense that they got together. Mm. Yeah, because she's clearly, like, at first a bit not sure... But like it's sort of yeah, so it's, a, it's a little. A it is she, slightly more Luke, organic than these movies usually are. She comes around, as Dan Harmon says. She's also in the league. She's the girl that ma- is going to marry uh, uh, Paul Shear's character, and she's allergic to his semen. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Paul gets a mobile phone that used to belong to a teenager. Teenager. Oh Indian. yeah, we haven't talked this about the moment yeah, we that about I had this. to talk about. That I forgot Indian... his name. Vin... It's two thousand and nine. Get a fucking mobile phone. Oh, sorry, You're not old that... enough yet. What's hang on? Yeah, can you can you check your IMDb now? Can you check what's the name? The, the, the Indian I've boy. I've got it written down. The Indian boy who immediately flips oh, he's on him. Right, and is just like is such a great. Yeah, but I was also he... like, oh, he can track him. He's like. Is that going to come into it? Oh no! And I, it's yeah, slightly it does. I immediately later, but... made the note. I wish, uh, I wish it was in it more because I thought it was great. I thought I was hoping he'd be like diehard style. He, exactly, he's, he's the man. Like he's the man on the computer. Yeah, that's like, what I was hoping. Yeah. I was would expecting be. that is what he does. But I was no, expecting I know. To have yeah. way more. Yeah. Of it yeah after that. he first hangs up the phone, to him, I'm like, 50, like ten minutes go by, and I'm like, is he gonna? Is he like? Act- he should be helping him the whole time. Like that yeah. genuinely is a great idea. He should have stolen one of the bad guys' Bluetooth things and been on the phone. Oh, would have been so good. Great though. He was actor's name Adir Kalyan. Yep. Character name. Pahud. Pahud. Pahud's and great. And he mentions that. Immediately, I'm like, I love You know that I am, Paul Blart. Pahud was fantastic. <laughs> and he's Despite like, the fact that, oh, he's tracking he, a girl. He was also like, very, oh, he's, he's, he was he's also being very sexual. But just, about when he calls him back, he's like, he's a pretty creepy yeah. young boy. What's up, PB? <laughs> like, he's just, he's just, he's really amusing. Like, he I found him very character. entertaining. He was the MVP of this movie. He was great. He was, just. And he's familiar. Like, I've definitely seen him in other things. But yeah. Good, good stuff. Hey, uh, and he, well, the guy, the, the guy was very familiar. The guy that played the dad of the girl that he was tracking as well. He's been in lots of. Things. Oh yeah, that mm. guy was in. Uh, I oh yeah, he's, he's in a, a bunch of Eric there. something. I've got his name yeah. written down. Yeah, it Eric is Eric Avari. Yeah, I, I'm pretty he sure I remember him. He's in. He's uh. Recu- he plays science. He's definitely in Stargate. He's definitely in. Yeah. Star- he's a recurring character in Stargate. Yeah. yeah. As well. He um, is he also? It was in another. Was he in another Adam? Or maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Anyway. Trivia Corner. Hey guys, welcome to Chewy's Trivia Mall. Go over to the shop that sells all the shit and buy it up. All right, here we go. <laughs> you could have said shop that sells trivia or something. It could nah, have there's no trivia, trivia shop. Yeah, it could have been a trivia store. Guys, if you've right. seen a trivia store, tell me about it. We know it's not right. our segment. We're just giving you some pointers, man. Well, good luck next time, Chris. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take this on board. I'm going to write down some uh, stuff and I'm going to start... I'm gonna, what I'm you gonna, got, Chris? I'm going to start writing these intros before I, I, I just perform them for I you. I don't believe you. What hit, you got, Chris? Hit me with that trivia. All right. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. A uh, little known fact, the general reception of this movie was uh, designed by H.R. Geiger. I didn't know that. I I'd didn't heard, know that. I'd heard that. I knew that, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Fun little trivia for you all. Is that why it's so penile? It's a yep. very inside very... joke. <laughs> it's just a reference to a thing that we like. Yep. Maybe you've seen it or heard it too. But also, it's a pretty good joke. It's pretty good. Uh, this was the first movie ever released in the month of January to gross over $100 million during I thought you were just going to wow. stop it. This was the first movie ever to be released wow. in the month Wait, of January. Ever to be released Hang in on. January. <laughs> Hang on. This is the first movie with a January release date to make o- over $100 million. Yep. This movie. I guess this but January is fucking a movie. Yeah, but that's crazy that this is the movie to yeah. do it. How, it was pretty successful, Hey, hey right? look, if any movie was going to do it, we wanted one of our underdogs to do it. Oh, yeah. This is our boy. It's like, our boy. I, uh, What's up, PB? Genuinely, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for future Kevin James appearances because from what That's I've seen, not something we were expecting. But, well, yeah, what I've seen of him, I like him. 
I like Kevin James. Yeah, like I've seen King of Queens. And, I liked King of Queens. And, no, I didn't. I, f- I hey, like fuck, <laughs> fuck you, King of Queens. Fuck you, Kevin James. But in his cinematic role so, thus far, yeah, not bad. I've heard like I've heard people always like, oh, Kevin James movies. I hadn't seen any of them. It's like these are all fine. Like, so don't far. get me wrong. Except it's, it's garbage, and I can accept that it's garbage. <laughs> oh, Chuck and Larry was bullshit, but he was okay in it. He was certainly the lesser of two evils. Oh yeah. The lesser of two piles of garbage. That's what we're all about. Hey, what else you got for us, Christopher? Jason Ellis, the bald tattooed skateboarder, not Mike Vallely, has a radio show on Sirius XM. Okay. Is that it? Is it the whole thing? Shut up. Uh, He had a spot in the mall. Very antagonistic. He paused for a long time. Shut up. He had a spot in the mall where he could continue to record his show while the movie was being made. Well, that's nice. Like, while they were shooting shit, he was just often like, I'm going to be in my little radio show doing my little radio show. I want to listen to that radio show. He's got a very interesting voice. Are you, why are you doing the radio show voice? Because this is my radio voice. Are you making Morgan, fun of radio shows because we're just a low-rent radio show? Morgan, did you say... Hey, hey shut Why up. is he doing the radio... That's not a radio show voice. That's not any kind of voice. I mean, no, uh, this is your classic <laughs> radio show voice. Oh, that's... that's listen just, up after this one for You're doing the voice Mariah of Dan Carey. Castellaneta from uh, Parks and Rec, <laughs> the radio show <laughs> guy, which is a pretty good radio voice. Yeah. By the time this movie was released in American theaters, there were no longer any sharper image retail stores. And he went to one in the movie. I always well, like what, what did he do there again? I always like something. I don't know. He oh, he took he took it. He, he took a telescope. I think the sharper image is like a JB Hi-Fi, but more boring. So I guess like a Dick Smith. Well, no, the thing I always like about a sharper image, both is of which do not exist. Sharper image feels like a technology store that sells exclusively like gadgetry that isn't that useful and is like very neat. So we got that robot they, thing, and I love that idea. Yeah, like they sell stuff that you would buy in like a catalog on a plane. <laughs> I love the idea that there's a store that's just that. I think in a they, shopping center. I, I think they sell exclusively to defeated. Dads who are <laughs> desperately looking for a hobby, and they're like, "Oh, this looks, this looks like an interesting right, thing to share, put in to put in my man cave." It's just like, "Hey, you know all these electronics that don't have any audience specific enough that they could ever have their own store? We'll put them all in this one." <laughs> hey, you guys want some uh, celebrity guest review from Luke? I, are we really calling him a celebrity? Yeah, happened... guys, I don't know if you know this. We're celebrities now. We're a very famous podcast. Okay, I happened to see this review. Spoiler, it's oh. not true. I happened to see this review on IMDb. It's really long. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to read the title because the title was great. Uh, and the title, it's six out of ten stars, which IMDb is out of ten stars. And the title of the review is about as good as a movie called Paul Blart Mall Cop could be. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Yep. It's, it's yep. a pretty lazy title. It really could have been a better name. <laughs> and the, the first line is also... Probably like the first, if Paul Blart Morkop had been made 20 years ago, it would have starred John Candy. That's a compliment, by the way. That's how the review begins. Um, but yeah, there's a lot more, it's a lot more detailed, mostly a plot detail stuff. If anyone wants so to it's one of those review. classic internet reviews that is, uh, start as sort of, review, of a review and then just a recap, then become no. a John Candy love letter, then become a I, recap of the movie. I, 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 dis- I disagree. I don't think that's a classic review. I think a classic review would be someone reviewing the other reviews. Yes, reviewing <laughs> all like the experience I think that was had. actually a probably a valid review. Recapping yeah. it is not a problem. It's where you go, fuck everyone who doesn't like this movie. I like this movie. Five everyone stars. Everyone else says they don't like this movie, but frankly, I quite like this movie. That review did remind me though of the fact that this movie is supposed to take place on Black Friday and that, that Oh, there's no reason and for it. it. Why, why would of all days you could rob a mall? Why would you choose like the busiest? But day also, of the year? why do they rob the uh, mall like while everyone's? Still oh yeah, wait. this is what I was thinking while the movie was happening. It's quite- why didn't they just wait? Hey, maybe another twenty minutes and no, until yeah. everyone was already gone. And and they didn't no, have to deal with cops. No, because he's like, people yeah, well, he's, he's my like, problem. He's my problem. Like 
Okay, yes, it makes sense to rob a mall on the busiest day of the year in the sense that there'd be more money, but they're not robbing tills. They're taking, like, credit card... Yeah. Like, I, I guess that I don't fully understand how that works. But, yeah, why would you... He's a yeah, security guard at that mall. He can get access after hours. Hmm. It's just... Why would you choose well, to rob it on Black Friday while people are still there? We watched Observe and Report. The security guard in Observe and Report... Way easier, ste- like steals yeah. the uh, stuff for them way more easily than happens in this. Yeah, and I, I think, don't know how legit that whole process is. I think that's is. a lot more realistic. <laughs> yes. A security guard would have a fairly good idea on how they can get into a mall and uh, not be detected. Yeah. All right, boys. I uh, got another review coming at you. Okay. By Thunderhawk. Entitled, Don't Expect Big Laughs. This is, a, this is mostly a romance movie. Uh, probably lower end of the spectrum of stars, but not that sounds better than one. Hey guys, do you think the mall is the third character? <laughs> and the segue, yeah. and the segue is the second yeah, character. Yeah, because there's two people in this movie. Yeah, no, it's it's oh fucking fat joke. It's Paul, uh, it's, it's Paul it's Blart, Paul, his segue, segue, and the mall. Yep. I'm more of a mall. <laughs> I think I'm more of a segue, to be honest. I'm I'm a Kevin James for sure. <laughs> I'm a Paul Blart. I'm a ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you are. <laughs> the segue rising out of it. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. The marketing for Mall Cop implies it's a comedy, but it's really a romance movie. As long as you watch this movie with the expectation that it's a romance movie, above all else, of a guy who works in a mall as a mall cop and falls in love with a woman working at a midway sales stand, you might like no, it. No, I don't think that's true. I think the romance is definitely more of a subplot. Yeah, it's not a bad subplot, but it's for sure not front and center. <laughs> I watched this one expecting it would be a funny comedy with a big focus on Blart spending most of the movie getting into comical hijinks. That would be funny. It more or less is, isn't it? Yeah, that that is what Whether it's well executed, that is what it is. For contrast, I prefer a clumsy comedy of uh, Peter Sellers, Inspector oh, Clouseau of the Pink Panther. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, no, this is the re- this is the quintessential movie review that you're talking about. It's it's someone saying, someone who's saying why did I watch this movie? I should have just watched my favourite movie. It's better than this. Yeah, it's like, where what? someone says, I like this thing. I like this thing that is, in fact, quite old. And it's like, why aren't things now like they used to be back when I enjoyed things? I don't, I'm cultured. I don't understand that by definition, everything has to be different from something else. <laughs> I'm old and like things from when I was young. That was He's... Luke just being himself. <laughs> He's oblivious, oblivious to his stupidity and clumsiness. So it's hilarious to watch as he accidentally knocks his box, boss over... Uh, Is this still talking the, about? Yeah, Pink still expo- still oh talking about people there. over the railing and continues to proceed as if nothing happened. Kevin James in Mall Cop doesn't have that style of humor, even though that approach would have helped this film set in a mall where all kinds of comedy can happen. Be a winning comedy. I'd watch Peter Sellers Mall Cop. Inspector Clouseau Mall Cop. Pink the- Panther's really slumming it. Guys, review's not over. The concept is there, but the execution ignores all of the heavy marketing that implied that this would be a hilarious comedy and spends way too much time with Blart trying to find ways to win his new love interest that just aren't funny. One example of Blart sitting in a restaurant thinking about how he's going to impress her. Nothing stands out as funny as it's all handled in a very dry, realistic... Non-comical approach. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that this movie's so realistic. It's so, I fucking lost it. It's so dry. It's so dry and realistic. 
As a romance movie, it's okay. Fuck, I don't, no, you stop with this. I don't give a shit. This person's stupid. Chris, I this don't This person want, did not watch I, all of this movie. I do not want this person to have a platform. Please stop uh, <laughs> reciting the words. I'm so written. close. I'm so close. It's okay. But as a funny comedy, this is best seen as what could have been funny if it had a different comedian in the title role and a funny script. <laughs> Yeah, Two cool. stars. Yeah, it's this. That, that's just the other kind of review, which is a person who doesn't understand that humor is subjective, or that movies. But also, who didn't watch all of this movie? Because there's definitely way less romance than there is Paul Blart doing goofy stuff. So I just watched, bad I just watched the bit at the start where he talked to the girl, and I thought that there's too much romance, <laughs> and I was like, "Ugh, a woman! I am out." Uh, that's all I've got. To be fair, that that's good, all that, I think. To be let's, fair, let's 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 widen that. I think that's all we've all got. That's yeah, for we, sure all we've got. I, I may have more, but I'm pretty done with this hey. podcast. I think we're losing steam. And Morgan's just Morgan done. <sighs> I really, hey, Morgan, I've done it. I really need a wee. Okay, what movie are we doing next week, Morgan? I just want to say, check out our Patreon. Yeah, Fox Patreon, give us money. Yeah, I or you know at least like maybe give us a review on iTunes, so we don't have to rob them all. Like us on Facebook, that'd be sick. Yeah, so we can we can ditch the heist that we've got planned. Tell like, your friends, give us learnt, reviews, five stars preferably. We've learned today that it's pretty ill-advised to rob a shopping center, so we don't want to have to do that. Unless one of you wants to get a job in mall security, maybe I could be an extreme skateboarder and rob a mall. That's not helpful. I could do a I could do a fifty fifty grind on a bench that someone's sitting on and say, Chris, "Hey, you get out of here as well." Chris could have played one of those characters, and I would be like, "Yeah." So next okay. week we're gonna watch funny people, so you know it's gonna be funny. Oh, it's gonna be a good, light-hearted one. I bet. I'm gonna nope. have a chuckle. Nope. It's gonna be you'll have funny moments, but it's gonna mostly be long and a we bit. We were depressing. talking about uh, things handled in a dry and realistic way. Yeah. That is what we're in for, no, for that okay. movie. To be clear, I saw funny people in cinemas. It's a good movie. It is a good movie, but it is mm. not funny as the, as funny as the name well, might it's, suggest. It's, 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 a pretty... it's a it's a movie about oh, funny so people, is it, is not it, a funny movie is it about funny people. people or like it is a funny it, no, people. it is a movie. Like they're funny people. It is a they're movie about these com- people. These people are funny. But they're, they're not. No, no, no. Half it's, funny. it's a movie about the lives of comedians, not a movie about and comedians being comedians. Like very being funny. Much, it's a Judd Apatow movie, yes. and not in the way that Zohan was a Judd Apatow movie. Apparently, <laughs> this is genuinely a Judd Apatow movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite dry and, and it's good though. Yeah, it is a good movie. It's not his it, best it is long. Movie, it's but long. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to? You guys want a cheeky Christie's comment? Caravan. I think you've done that one before, but yeah. Fuck. All right. Christie's comment. C- cave mall. Now nah, mix it up a little bit. It's Caravan of Courage. It's full of wikis. <laughs> Christie's comment. Full of. I say full of wikis. It's full of Ewoks. Christie's comment. Cot. You haven't done cot. You've done car boot sale. You haven't done cot. Like Christie's comment. Cot. Have you done carnival? Christie's comment. Carnival. Circus Afros. Christy watched watched this movie with me, and uh, she had a medium time. It could be, uh, it could be said as. It sounds like she always does. She always has the same time watching these movies. Well, Morgan, she's not obligated to watch them. These are pretty medium movies. I mean, Morgan, it's like we we are people that have chosen to watch all Adam Sandler movies. Like Christy is like, of course you look. If you said to her like, "Hey, Christy, do you want to watch all the Adam Sandler movies?" She'd just look at you and be like. No. See, here's the, here's the thing. Yeah, like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing with Christy's relationship with this podcast and having to watch these movies uh, by proxy. And that is that I have made a conscious decision in my life and I've said I'm going to watch every movie that is either starring or executive produced by Adam Sandler from start to finish and make a podcast about it. Whereas she has 
been in the same room as a person who has decided to watch every movie that was either starring or executive produced by Adam Sandler. It's a different she kind. She has made the ill-advised decision to be in a relationship with someone who is doing that thing. It's so basically every, every, every time it comes time for me to watch one of these movies, I say, hey, Christy, I'm going to watch one of these movies. Do you want to watch it with me? And she said, basically says... Yeah, I guess I'm gonna. I'm. I. I don't want to leave the bed where I'm doing something else, but I'll be here. Man, Morgan, we wait. Didn't... Do you? So you guys? Do you guys ever fuck like bone down while watching these movies? None of these movies has ever put me in a position where I want to bone down. Not even. No. Not really? Even, not even because no. We're not doing that. Nope. Uh, Christy had a, what I've thought to be a pretty good point that, frankly, uh, it applies to all, almost all of these movies we've watched so far. And what she said was, why the fuck would she want to fuck him? That's because well, that, that's been the Adam yeah. Sandbox because for this that, that love interest and every love interest in every one of these movies, way out of their league, way out of their age range. Why are they always... That's the beauty when you are writing and producing a movie. You can have because a Because every, everyone is an ugly in. man. He's just a little overweight. No, no, no. But every, every movie that's been, that we've been made, every... American sitcom that's on television is a young, beautiful woman who is great in a number of ways and a garbage fire of a person, of, yeah. of, of a man who's the, the main lead. There's a reasonable number it of them. sucks. I mean, it makes no sense that George <laughs> Costanza dated as many women as he did. Like, well, then there and frankly, I don't think she would have But then there's also him. stuff like... Um, well, she married him. You don't know that she did. She, she married him. There's stuff like the, the WB. It's not the WB now, right? Like just those CW. CBS, see the CW where just it's all just beautiful people. All beautiful All people. unbelievably beautiful There's all people. kinds. There's also like girls, which has got like... Realistic. Yeah. Yeah, girls it's exist. all kinds. So this is why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to promote My Brother, My Brother and Me, the show from CISO. The first episode is available on YouTube. If you live in Australia, can't get the rest of them legally. But watch the first episode. They're all questionable looking fellows. <laughs> But they're very funny. Talk about the menu, Oliver. I want to fucking be finished with this. I'm so done with this. I don't want to talk about the menu. We are done. Cool. Good. Never mind the menu. Guys, Bye. go check out the menu. Get lost. Yeah, fuck off. Love you, cunt. I wouldn't fuck you.